0: Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're going to do the last part of this series that we've been doing on a battle of the wills. We talked the first week about the, the struggle of God's will in that there's a, this battle that goes on That you have to understand God does everything he can to help you to know his will. Satan does everything he can to get you to do his will. So there's that constant struggle that goes on as we deal with the will of God. And then we talked about last week about what needs to transpire and how we have to seek after that. That there's a seeking here that goes on that you and I have to want this and pursue it. As much as anything else. After all, the verse we've been using, Jesus said it in John chapter 6, verse 38. He said, I've come down from heaven to do the will of God who sent me, not to do my own will. That's why you and I are present on this earth. We're not here to do our will, we're here to do God's will. And so now so this morning, what we're gonna talk about is the seeking aspect of this of what do I need to do? Help me be a little bit more practical in what I can do so that I can properly discern what God's will is. Here's what Romans chapter twelve says. So, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living holy sacrifice kind He will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship Him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good, pleasing, and perfect. So that's something we want. So how do I do that? Because when I'm surrendered to God, I will live in the security of His will. And so, first of all, let's look at some misconceptions about God's will. Misconceptions. Number one, if I'm in God's will, there will be no problems. In other words, the way I know I'm in God's will is if everything's going smoothly and easily, and I don't have any conflict, and nothing's going wrong, and there's no problems for me. (laughs) I wish that were true, but it's not. Being in God's will does not eliminate you or exempt you from problems. First Peter 4.19 So if you are suffering in a manner that pleases God, keep on doing what is right and trust your lives to the God who created you. He will never fail you. You see, I want to do God's will Uh, but when things get hard and problems come along maybe I'm not in God's will and maybe there's something else going on and when there's a difficulty maybe that's a sign for no, no, no God's will sometimes will lead you into difficulties because you're doing the will of God not so that you won't have any problems but because you want to be obedient and so you have to understand God's will isn't always simple or easy And there will be conflict at times in doing that. Secondly, if I live in God's will, I won't have a pleasant life. You know, it'll be hard. It'll be no fun. I won't enjoy it. I'm just expected to be miserable. I'll do what God wants, but I don't get to have any enjoyment here on this earth. Oh, no. God made you. He knows what will make you happy. Philippians 2.13, God's working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Psalm 37.4, take delight in the Lord. He will give you your heart's desires. God's working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. God, you're the desire of my heart. I want you more than anything else. You made me. You know what will make me happy. You know what will give me joy. You know what's in the midst of my heart and my life. And you will give me the ability to do what you want me to do. So God, when I do your will, I'm going to be the happiest person on the planet. Because there's no regret, there's no guilt, no remorse. And so, you have to get rid of this idea, well, God's will, you know, I I don't know. It just won't make me have fun. That's not true. Then, the light Lord, he'll give you your heart's desires, commit everything you do to the Lord, trust him, he'll help you. I shouldn't have to be patient for God's will. (laughs) Yeah, right. And word patience always keeps cropping up, doesn't it? It just keeps showing up here and here and here. And so the writer in Hebrews says, do not throw away this confident trust in the Lord. Remember the great reward it brings you. Patient endurance is what you need now so that you will continue to do God's will. Then you'll receive all that He has promised. Now, I've taught you this before, but let me go over it again. There's two aspects of God's will that are critical. First one, what does God want me to do? I think that's probably the easier of the two. To I have a sense this is what God wants. What's the second aspect of it? When does He want me to do it? You see, we kind of think, well, I know God's will, then I just need to go out and do it. No, sometimes God reveals His will and you have to wait for it. Well, how long do I have to wait? Longer than you want to, probably, to come to that place where you understand that just because I understand God's will, sometimes I have to wait for what He wants me to do. We're going to next week start a series looking at the life of David. God's will for David was to be the king of Israel. It was revealed to him early on, but he had to wait for it, didn't he? And so, you will have to be patient with God's will. It doesn't always happen right away. The next one is, I I can be 100% positive of God's will. In other words, if I have God's will, I should know it without any doubt, without anything going on, I should absolutely, positively know this is the will of God. Uh, That's not right. Because there have been, for me at least, there's been very few times in my life when I've been 100% sure. Why is that? Because you and I live by faith, don't we? There's always there's an element of trust in this, isn't there? Proverbs 3:5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you the path to take. You entrust the God with your life. You have a sense that this is what He wants. You have a sense this is what you have to do. And many times, in order for you to know the will of God, you have to take a step in order for that to be revealed. And so you're not going to be 100% positive. You're going to be fairly certain. You might be 85% certain. But you have to understand there is always an element of God, I'm going to do this but I still have to trust you. You see, sometimes we think, well, if I just had the will of God, if He'd just tell me, I'd go do it. What we'd do is, if I just knew the will of God, I'll go do it and I'll leave God behind. God wants you to keep in step with Him. And so, I'm not going to be certain of that. So, how do I know God's will? What's the methods? What are some things I can put into place in my life to help me know this is what God wants me to do. This is how God wants me to live. These are the things that I need to apply to me to help me to stay in the will of God. Number one, convictions. Convictions. In other words, what are the truths that I am living by? Those don't change. And when I place my convictions on God's Word, things fall into line. Look at Romans chapter 8 verse 27. The Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. I believe the Holy Spirit will help lead me and guide me. I've said this before. You won't know the will of God without the help of the Holy Spirit. He's present within you. He'll give you direction. He'll help you. Hebrews 5, you've been believers so long now that you ought to be teaching others, but instead you need someone to teach you again the basic things about God's Word. You are like babies who need milk and cannot eat solid food. Someone who lives on milk is still an infant and doesn't know what to do is right. Solid food is for the mature. Those who training have the skill to recognize the difference between right and wrong. One of the biggest problems today is that we don't follow truth. We value our opinions above God's principles. Or let me just kind of dig in a little here. Okay? (laughs) Well, okay. Too many Christians mistake political convictions for scriptural convictions. Just saying. We allow our political thoughts, tendencies to drive us rather than allowing Scripture to drive us. Wow, how do you know that? How do I know I'm doing that? Because with political convictions, you tend to hate the other side, don't you? You tend to judge them and say they're wrong. But a person who's living for God, following God's will, still loves people no matter what. And so, well, I have my rights, you know. You do. You're right. You do. But you see, you made a step a while back to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and He became your Lord. So now you're a servant. And servants don't have rights. That's the difference. There's one of the differences right there. And so we come to that place where I have to understand, I need to live according to my convictions. Much of God's will, a lot of God's will, in fact, I'd almost say most of God's will can be found by living in God's Word, by following His principles, the Bible. You've put your life into God's Word, you let it be the director of your life, and you live by the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you live by convictions, not by convenience, not by, well, this is what I think or this is what I want. So you begin with God's will by having the convictions to live a godly, holy life. And you allow that to direct your steps above all else. And when you do that, you're going to find yourself in alignment with what God is doing and what God wants you to do. Secondly, common sense. Now, you know one of my favorite sayings common sense isn't so common. And much as God's will can be determined by you using your brain, God gave you one. It's not in your head just to take up space, it is there for you to use. So you apply God's Word through His Spirit into your mind and you begin to develop the mind of Christ and He begins to show you how to think. Proverbs 14, 15 Only simpletons believe everything they're told. The prudent carefully consider their steps. The wise are cautious and avoid danger. Fools plunge ahead with reckless confidence. Common sense. It's an old story, but I'm going to give it to you again because it just illustrates this so well. There was a man who lived in a low-lying area along a river and a man in a Jeep one day pulled up in front of his house and says, this area is about to be flooded. You need to get out of here. I'm here to take you to which the man replied, "Well, I'll just stay here and I'll just trust the Lord to take care of me." And soon the water was swirling around his front porch as he sat in his rocking chair. Look, a few moments later, a man in a boat came by. Said, "Look, the water's going to increase. It's going to get higher. I'm here to get you out. Uh, jump in the boat and we'll take you to higher ground." The man replied, "I'll be okay. I'm just trusting the Lord." And the water kept rising. And finally, the man is on the roof. And as he's up there, the water's coming up, and a helicopter comes by. To which the guy shouts, look, the water's rising. I'm here for you. You'll lower a rope. You get down. We'll take you to safety. And to the man replied, I'll stay here. I'm just going to trust the Lord, and God will take care of me. The man drowned. He got to heaven. He complained to the Lord. He said, look, why didn't you take care of me? To which the Lord replied, I sent you a jeep. I sent you a boat. I sent you a helicopter. Why didn't you use them? Common sense. And so if we want God's will, we have to understand. Common sense isn't thrown out the window. You and I, with God's principles and God's Spirit, can learn how to think, which will give us wisdom to know the right things to do. Thirdly, circumstances. Circumstances. Now, you gotta be a little careful with this one, but we see this played out through Scripture. In the meantime, if Paul writes in Corinthians, I'll be staying here at Ephesus until the festival of Pentecost. There's a wide open door for a great work here, although many oppose me. In other words, Paul said, I'm going to stay here because the door's open. Uh, there's a lot of opposition. Again, you're, you're going to have the opposition, but, but it's an open door for me. Fission 5.16, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools. Live like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. In other words, don't act thoughtlessly. Use your mind, common sense. Understand this is what God wants. Too many times when we want the will of God, we go around kicking down doors. I want this. I'm going this direction. Let me pound long enough and hard enough, and I'll get through this. Now, you might have to fight for things, but you shouldn't have to pound down doors. God will provide the opportunities for you. And so, if I have to make it happen, it's probably not God. God will make a way. There are battles to fight. But we always fight with confidence of knowing God is at work. God is directing my steps. And so I can look at what God is doing and where God is placing me and what God has in front of me and be willing to go forward with logic, with faith, with trust, with confidence. Knowing that God is leading this. And then there's counsel. Counsel. Proverbs twelve, fifteen. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. If you're unwilling, to talk with anyone else about the choices you're making, you're probably making a mistake. Now, you don't just go to anyone for counsel. See, what too many people do is, this is what I want to do, so I'll talk to enough people until someone agrees with me. And then I'll do what they want. But I talk to people who are godly, people who will tell me the truth and be honest with me, I'm willing to talk about it to see where I'm at. I'm not going to take their word as final but I'm going to be careful who I listen to and I'm going to allow other people to speak into my life what do you think, what do you see, what do you hear and I'm not going to just go to the people who I think will agree with me. I'm going to go to some people who I can look at and think you know what, they're probably not going to like this so I need to talk to them. I need to hear it out. I need to be willing to listen to other people. I need to be listened to somebody who is more godly than me, who has had more experience than me, who has had some experience in this area. If I gotta make a financial decision, I wanna go talk to someone who's involved in finances. If I gotta make a building decision, I wanna go talk to someone who's involved in building. I want to go to talk to someone who has some experience. And so I'm willing to get counsel. I'm willing to listen. Because here's one thing you have to understand. Sometimes God's will comes to you through other people. They might not know they're telling you that. But as you listen to it, you know this is God. This is what I need to do. And this is how this works. And then there's comfort. There's comfort. There's a sense of peace, of knowing that God is in this. Again, you have to be careful because I can't tell you how many times over the years I've had someone in my office talking to me and saying these words, I've got peace about this. And as they're saying to me, I'm thinking, you are crazy and you've got to be kidding me. You shouldn't have peace about this. Well, how could you say that, Pastor? Well, first of all, it went against God's Word. And if you've got peace about something that goes against the Word of God, you shouldn't have peace. Very simple. They're about to make a decision, well, that's not really the wisest thing to do. So, comfort. Jesus said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give is a gift the world can't give, so don't be troubled or afraid. Now listen to me, I've told you this too, let me just say it here again, you don't make decisions out of fear. You see, when you work out of fear, you're not going to work well. When you parent out of fear, you're not going to parent well. When you serve God out of fear, you're not going to serve God well. Only if it's the fear of God. That's wise. But having a fear of knowing what's going to go on, and a fear of, well, if I do this, this is going to happen, a fear of this and fear you won't do anything in life. And so I have to take this peace that God's going to give me of knowing, you know what, I can go ahead and do things, And I can have a comfort about that knowing that I'm doing everything within me to do God's will. Well, what if I make a mistake? I got great news for you. The Bible is full of examples of people who made a mistake and God still used them. They were willing to recover. They were willing to repent. They were willing to turn around. And so even in the difficulty, there needs to be this sense of God is helping me and God is leading me and God is directing me. And I can trust God in this. In the natural, it scares me to death. Thirty-some years ago, I came to Faith Assembly. Let me back up. I came to Faith NFM. The church voted me in, and I said, "I'm going to need a few days. I'm still not sure. Was I 100 percent certain when I came here? Not on your life. But there's a sense of this is God, a sense of God'll have to help me. But that's a good place to be in. To be willing to take a step with peace, knowing God's with me." Writer in Hebrews. May the God of peace who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood, may he equip you with all you need for doing his will. May he produce in you through the power of Jesus Christ Every good thing that is pleasing to him, all glory to him forever. Amen. Amen. God's will will give you peace if you let it. There's a confidence that comes from knowing this is what God wants. This is what I'm going to do. I will stay true when things get tough, when things get hard, because I sense God is still in it with me. I'm not out on my own. I'm not abandoned. There's a sense of God walking me through this and being with me in this. Psalm 37, 23. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. Though they stumble, they will never fall. For the Lord holds them by the hand. By the hand. You keep going. Oh, but it's so tough. Maybe it's not God. No, God's in it. Don't be afraid. Don't, don't go out on your own. Stay in confidence. Live according to the convictions that God's placed within you that are right before Him. And stay true to them, knowing that, okay, God, you will help me through this. It might not always be easy but it seems right to me and I have a confidence in you of knowing that you're going to take care of me and a comfort in the midst of this. Knowing that you'll do what I can't because there is still that element of faith that's involved, isn't there? There's still that element of trust that has to be there in the midst of everything going on. Here's the last thing. Continue with the next step continue with the next step Psalm 119 guide my steps by your word there's that conviction thing so I will not be overcome by evil God you're helping me you're directing me Proverbs twenty twenty four, the Lord directs our steps Oops. now notice here Why try to understand along the way? Why try to understand everything when you're going through this? Well, God show me this. There are many things as you walk with God that God is not gonna show you until you take the next step. Now what we want in God's will is, I want the road laid out for me. I want a map. I want it five years out. I wanna know every turn. I want to know where this is going. I want to know how this is going to turn out. I want to understand everything as I go along. I want it all to be clear and simple for me. I want clarity. Hold it. You're, you're moving God out of the picture, aren't you? No. I'm going to go this way. And as long God is with me, I don't have to be afraid. And if God is for me, Who can be against me? And sometimes God says to you, go. And you're going, but but I don't know where. I don't know what it's going to look like. you, You know, take the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step. I mean, if you've served God for any length of time, at some point you have looked back over the past And you look to some of the stuff you've gone through and you see God's hand in it, don't you? You see how He took care of you. You see how He protected you. You see how He directed you. You see Him in it. But when you look forward, you don't get to see all of that. And sometimes God says, just go, get going. Sometimes God says, no, you stay put. Just wait. Time's not right. Right? Sometimes God says, slow down. And so you have to wait some time, but while you're waiting, you're not trying to figure everything out. Again, let me reemphasize what we've talked about in the previous weeks. Your life is going to be spent seeking more of God. And as long as you live in right relationship with Him, close to Him, He will walk with you and if God is walking with you, you never have to worry about where you're going. Remember one day the disciples were in a boat with Jesus, and the storm came up, and Jesus was sleeping. and they run over to him and said, "Wake up, there's a storm. Don't you care that we're going gr- to drown?" Well, you and I know this. If Jesus is in the boat, you're not going under. You can go. And so the biggest thing with God's will is go with God. Don't let fear enter in. Don't let your desire for other things enter in. But stay close to Him. He wants you to succeed. Again, a phrase, Pastor Shell always gave it to me. God never calls you to fail. He always goes with you. Now you might go through some hard times. It might look like failure, but God's gonna be faithful. So in conclusion, this week I was reminded of a prayer that most of you probably are aware of. I don't know if you're aware of all of it, but here it is. We call it the serenity prayer. I want you to notice it as I read it. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. How many of you understand there's some things in your life you can't change? Give me the courage to change the things I can. And God, give me the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, Accepting hardships as the pathway to peace. Taking as he did this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it. Trusting that he will make all things right if I surrender to his will. So that I may be reasonably happy in this life. And supremely happy with him forever and ever in the next Amen. Amen. So in your life today, what is it you're asking God for? What steps do you need to take? What do you need to put into place so that you can be on this planet not to do your will, but to do the will of God? Let's pray. Lord, today we thank you that you want us to live a life with you. Not you just shouting at us, telling us, go here, turn left, turn right, go that, do this, do this. But with you as a partner, with you and I as one, walking together, enjoying life together, making decisions together, Lord, for the one or two that are maybe listening or maybe more that don't know you and that have been going through life making their own choices, doing their own things and they have come to the understanding that they're making some horrible choices that aren't working out well. Would you help them to turn to you today and to stop living for themselves and to start living for you and accept what you've provided for them and done for them on the cross? For the Christians today, they're lifting that, making decisions, wondering what's next, how to handle this, what to do here. Lord, would you help them to stop trying to see into the future and to look into the present with you by their side and give them that comfort and let them walk faithfully with you today. Thank you for the life that you offer to us as we walk with you day by day, moment by moment. Let us not miss the moments. Let us enjoy the days and let our trust be in you today. We pray in thy name. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 8, 15 and ten forty five a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.